Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station just after 11 on 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you and appreciate you spending uh, some of the morning here with us into the uh, early afternoon. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Bottom of the hour, uh, Drake Men's head basketball coach Darren DeVries will join us. I uh, will uh, recap the uh, game yesterday. Disappointing. Had an opportunity to win a conference crown didn't go their way but you know what at the end of the day um everything is still out there for those bulldogs instead of being the one they will be the two backs them up a little later on friday and saturday and should they play a sunday and early turnaround and who isn't hoping for part three of bradley and drake but we'll talk to coach devries coming up here at eleven thirty. uh in the 12 o'clock hour we'll start with nick Oson on iowa state as they continue their tumble here at the end of the season it all comes to conclusion tonight at least the home portion of the schedule west virginia in town it's an eight o'clock tip on the deuce if you can't be in front of your tv down the hall 100.3 the bus has the radio coverage so nick Oson at 1205 and then scott dockerman as he makes his way over to indy uh, to cover the combine for the athletic he was at carver saturday likewise on sunday uh, so we'll pick doc's brain on both of this remarkable remarkable weekend i'm not sure where this one stands in the history of that building as far as weekends I would like to know what tops it if this wasn't it. My good God, what an amazing 24 hours in that building. Banged out on both occasions. Game day there yesterday. Who in the building didn't know that it was going to be Caitlin Clark? And it was. And she did what she did. Unbelievable. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, fun weekend, obviously, in Carver. And- Can I stop? Yeah, and the men covered. And the men covered, and I was on that one. So <laughs> I have no idea how they covered. We uh, yeah, we had a profitable Saturday. Sunday didn't go nearly as well, but uh, Sunday, yeah, we put it all together. And the betting, well, this is what we want to be doing at this point in time, right? Is hitting those ones late in the season. Mm. Uh, Seventeen and eight day on Jeez. Saturday. Yeah, 25 just twenty five games. Last thirty up thirty three point one seven units for you. One on the golf over the weekend. Uh, one of my long shots, Cole, he finished second in the tournament. He had a chance to win it and didn't watch a second of live because I had just... You a, weren't alone, by the way. A peaking interest. Just, what does it look like? What does it actually look like? I've seen it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Let's watch it on television. Mm-hmm. And I look on the channel guide on the CW. Don't we get it in Des Moines? It wasn't on here. Well, there were, there's a number of markets that yes. are not showing. I don't know if we do or not. I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me to go over and I didn't watch any golf. Not no golf. Didn't watch the Honda Classic. Wasn't looking for Liv. Was into the basketball. Yes. Was into Iowa women's basketball. I mean, th- this Caitlin Clark story. It, it's appointment TV. It is much watched television, like or not. And she's polarizing. I get it, but she's growing the game exponentially. Mm-hmm. There are more people that are watching. Hand up as far as I can put my hand. Yes. Never never watch it. Not that I couldn't care less. I had other things that were more important for my job, I thought, anyways, that I had to watch. You're not exactly a champion of women's sports throughout the years. Well, no, but just because I was... I, they don't move the needle. We play the hits, mm-hmm. right? If it was if there was the most... Look, if turtle racing was popular, we'd ca- talk about sure. that on the show. It's not, thankfully. <laughs> so we don't have to. But this Caitlin Clark story is just remarkable. One chapter after another... And by the way, uh, Hawkeye fans, 
How do you say her name? Cezano. Cezano. She fouled, okay? It looks like a square dad. She's got her left arm. She's got her hooked. She's got her hooked. So quit telling me she's traveling. Yes, she's traveling because she was being thrown around. But you know what? It just made it all the better, right? Because that built the drama. Hits the free throw. Okay, here we go. Call and the, the timeout has it right. Yeah, they advanced the ball. Yep. Advanced the ball. Got a little bit of extra time put back on the clock, mm-hmm. which helped immensely. Yep. Everybody in the building knows where it's going, yet nobody had a message, an answer, and boom. Cesano set the screen Perfectly. to free her. Yep. And did it feel like the pass was just a tick lick getting yeah, there? Yeah, it was. I, I was hollering, get her the ball. And it and she had to reach back toward, uh-huh. the, toward the timeline to get the ball. And that's as, as she gathered, and maybe well, there was an extra step in yeah, there. There might have been. Eh, it's fine. No, if they're going to call that with the second and a half life left on the foul, and they, and they should have, and they did, and then let that one go too. Yeah, it was. Um, let the players decide it, and, and they and she, she did, and she did, and then watching Bluter on the bench, she couldn't excellent. get out of her chair for crying out loud. <laughs> and then the post game with her and Holly Rowe, who is just an incredible phenomenal, talent, phenomenal, putting her arm around Holly Rowe, and as good of a sideline reporter yep. as she, and she's at the top of the game. Yeah, without a doubt, I wouldn't take anybody over her. I mean, it might be a list of... Yeah, very short list. Yes. She is... Mm-hmm. There is nobody that outpaces her, what she does on the side. Right. She might be a better person. Yeah. And everybody that has it had any no. interaction with her. And you know how you know that, Trent? I all know her. They, they, Holly. Yes. Thanks, Holly. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Holly. Men, and women. And from, yeah, Big 12, Big uh-huh. Mondays. Anybody. Any conference. To Foot, college, college football. football. Yes. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Miss Rowe. Yes. Um, they're, they're, um, resp- the respect that the players have for her... Doesn't go on notes. That's a great point. And then great point. Huh, to yeah. be honest, I thought, I thought it, was it was money. money. <laughs> I mean, she's cocky. It's okay. And but she all the good ones up. are. Most yes. of the good ones are. Yeah. Do you want to see some sad sack? Just no. Ho hum. No. I like the fact that she went over and got in front of the crowd and put her arms yes. up. You know, type of thing. It's you just can't. It's phenomenal watching it. Really and truly is what she is doing. She's. Growing the sport like nobody ever has. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever has. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to get any arguments. She player of the year. If she's not, I'd like to know who it is um, or what they've done. But you know what? I don't watch enough of it to know. I do watch Caitlin Clark and this Iowa program, and it's 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 hard not to. And they get the number two seed. Likely they'll see Purdue in the opening round, then possibly a rematch with Maryland. And sign me up for Indiana Iowa part three. Yeah. I, I think we could yeah. definitely take that one in the championship game if we get there. My other takeaway, that Indiana team is really good. Mm-hmm. They can win. They're one of the few teams I put on the list, and I don't put Iowa there. That can beat South Carolina. Is that right? I, I think they're mm-hmm. that talented. They mm-hmm. can beat you a myriad of different ways. They went into that environment. Eh, every time Iowa would stretch that lead up to five or seven, they'd have a response every single time. Oof. That's a big takeaway, too, for me. Yep. Indiana, when I fill out my women's bracket, and I will. <laughs> I'm going to have the Hoosiers going a very, very long way. I like the makeup of that team. I was going to be an incredible story. We're setting up here. You know, I've I've always thought, you've heard my diatribe before about wrestling. Wrestling should be moved back a month. Uh And you're right. Move it back to the middle of April. Uh It will have... It gets overlooked. It gets overshadowed. The college sports spotlight to itself. Mm -hmm. Put it the week after the Masters. He started up then, and I think it would be a huge deal nationally. Not regionally. It's a big deal here. Mm -hmm. Not for wrestling fans, Mm -hmm. but it would grow the sport. It would grow the sport. Women's basketball. Especially if you can bet on it, you can. And, you know, they they messed with the schedule. What, for years it started on Saturday. First round was Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday was the mm-hmm. second round. That was okay. Maybe just move it back a week where yeah. the Sweet 16 games don't start until Thursday and Friday night. And you start those games up during the day and, and just the buildup that you could have, just move it back a week. 
What's wrong with that? What, what's wrong with that idea? Uh, I, 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 um, student athlete, um, they are students first and foremost. I don't know. Their what, schedule uh, goes back a week. I know. And practice know. starts a week later. Yeah. And everything's just pushed back just a week mm-hmm. or even two weeks. And two weeks, you start the thing on the Final Four when we don't have games, of course, until Saturday in the men's game. I think, again, building sports and looking at that and not just sticking to the old calendar, just the way that right. we've always done things. This women's basketball, it is growing exponentially. Huge numbers. I mean, the talk of the NCAA is we need to separate this out because they put the package together that ESPN's had for years, and it's baseball and softball and everything together, including women's basketball, everything except men's basketball. And it's getting at a point now where they're going to separate this out, mm. and that's going to go to market on its own, women's basketball and there's going to be some big-time bidders for that, too. Yeah, that's for sure. It's too bad they're not bidding now with, right. yes. <laughs> uh, with Caitlin Clark just beginning her Iowa career. What a, what a story. Um, how much NIL money is she making? you have any idea? Well, she's got Nike. Yeah. Ivy. Yes, Ivy. She's got some pretty heavy heads Whatever already. it is, it's not enough. Well, she can stick around for two more years. Mm-hmm. She has the COVID year I hope because she does. of that. I hope she does. Because what's the WNBA? I have no idea. I mean, the pay scale, you mean? You're right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are you talking 250, 300 maybe for the top end players? I'm not, not sure. I'm going to guess she's got to be close to that. Right. And deserves every single penny. <laughs> yes, and go did. get more, young lady. Have you seen this many sellouts of Carver before for women's basketball? Never, no. right? Never. No. So we just talked about women's basketball for 10 minutes, and we haven't spoken a minute about the most improbable comeback maybe Carver's ever seen. Yeah. Um, one of the most improbable comebacks I have seen since A and M U and I. Right. I think it's in that same kind of category. The, come on, you didn't really just. What was what's ESPN's stat? Was it ninety nine point eight percent chance Michigan State had to win that game? Was it ninety nine point eight or ninety eight point one of them? It was ninety nine point eight. There was a zero point two percent chance of Iowa coming back and winning that game, and that was the zero point two chance of it happening. And it cashed five three. And pointers. then they covered. You're down 13 mm-hmm. with a minute 34 mm-hmm. as Fran is staring at Kelly Pfeiffer. Yeah. Staring him down. I've never seen that before. Tony Perkins tries to get him back over he here. Did. Hey, coach, Tried come coach. Him. Yep, yep. And he's trying this weird intimidation. Yep. Before we get into that, because I have some thoughts on that. Okay. The improbable nature of the comeback at five three pointers yeah. in the final minute and right. a half. Five. It just doesn't happen. No. And the guys that hit him. Big shots. I mean, one after another. Connor made a huge shot. Peyton Sanford, he was asked after the game, oh, I wonder, I wish I had the exact quote. He said he knew it was good after they missed their free throw. Yes. After Hogard missed his free And did you see Perkins chatting, making him laugh on the free throw mm-hmm. line? Not, not chirping at him, but, nope. but Hogard was, he had his concentration maybe broken. Yeah. It's gamesmanship. Yes, absolutely. It's gamesmanship. The referees didn't tell him to pipe down or... Mm-hmm. And Hogard certainly wasn't upset, but he maybe took his mind off that free throw for just a minute. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect storm. Everything that had to line up in order for that comeback to happen did. And man, oh man, once it went to overtime, Michigan State had no chance. No, How no about chance. Fran, hearing Chris after the game, Chris Murray talking about the opening tip. And Fran told him in un- no uncertain terms, and Chris kind of had a smile on his face, go get the Blanken tip. See, I didn't see this. Yes. Is that right? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris said, I want a tip in like a month. <laughs> yeah. But he said he had But he got ex- the Blanken tip? Uh, yes. Yeah. Got a little extra juice. He come down yeah. there. He gets fouled. He gets out. Gets a two-point you know, two lead. And, mm-hmm. and they were just off and running. And, mm-hmm. and you could feel... They never had a chance. It was so unlikely. 
so improbable covers up a lot of warts because I had my notes and I was rare to go. I mean, the defensive (laughs) effort there was deplorable. Uh It was awful. Yeah, it was. And it's the same things that we've talked about, and it Mm -hmm. covers up so much because they go from— They gave up 101 in regulation. (laughs) And and yet win the game as they came roaring back. The defense is bad. Mm -hmm. This is the— for any good Fran team, this is by far the worst defensive team that they have had. Although they've had their moments. I, I feel that. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with yeah. you. I'm not debating you. You're right. But it seems like they've had their defensive moments mm-hmm. that we've come in here some whatever day. They look better. Yeah, right? And we basically said that. But this wasn't one of the cases. <laughs> no, not this was not all. one of those days. Think of what we've seen at Carver Hawkeye Arena this year. Starting with Chris Murray goes out after the Duke loss. They come home. Quick turnaround. Two-day turnaround. And then they run Iowa State out of the gym. Mm-hmm. From there, they had to come back against Wisconsin. Didn't obviously win in mm-hmm. overtime. They were down eight mm-hmm. in OT in the final minute there, and they came back and won the keep, game. Keep going. We're about to get to the low point. Well, yeah, there, there was certainly the low points. But just at Carver this year, what they have done. Michigan, the four-point play by Sanford that ends up forcing overtime. They, hit, they were down seven in the final minute of that game. Came back. And beat the Wolverines. Uh, what else? Oh, the Indiana game. Down. Oh, yeah. The first 20, half. 24 to 5 in the first half. And then all the pomp and circumstance yep. around that with Fran walking towards their huddle. And, kind of felt like a season changer it, at that it point. It absolutely was what they did there uh, against Illinois. Tony Perkins going off for 32. Yeah. Just so unlikely. Tony Perkins was really good on Saturday, too. Connor McCaffrey against Ohio State. 13 assists. You don't see 13 no, assists anymore. No. And 13 assists in that game. And then, of yep. course, on Saturday, Carver Hawkeye. Has covered up. That's a pretty average. This is a below average team. I th- it's average. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, Carver has been special for them. Without uh-huh. Carver Hawkeye Arena this year, this is a middling team. It's probably not right. even an NIT. And, and maybe are we clouded a little bit because of Luca and Keegan? Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they definitely mm-hmm. kind of changed the perception of, of what Iowa basketball has been. Carver, it's not the best building out there, but there's something special going on mm. this year, and you can see a different kind of what confidence a that continues. From this team. Now get some stops defensively. Yeah, please. Because tomorrow night, ooh, that yeah, is a step up to the Indiana big Indiana team? Sweeping Purdue. Holy mackerel. If there's a team that's going to make the Final Four in the Big Ten. That could be them, isn't it? They reside in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only one that even has an outside shot. Sure looked like it yesterday. Sure looked like our Saturday. Was it Saturday? Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, on, on Fox. Yes. Big Fox getting involved with the 630 tip was perfect. Um yeah, remarkable, remarkable weekend, uh, unforgettable weekend, both men and the women doing what they did, uh, the comeback fashion uh, that they did. And for those of you who left early, hey, I'd have done the same thing. <laughs> yes. I probably would have beat everybody out the door. <laughs> the Fran stare down. Yeah. So I put out tweets calling it embarrassing. Uh-huh. I, I completely still stay with that. And well, Chinese, I think Fran agrees with me. Well, I think so too. And, and here's the thing. And I get, if, if it would have been thought, had Iowa lost the game, mm-hmm. Look, if Izzo does it, what are you saying, Hawkeye fan? Yes. Um, if, if fill in the blank, if Howard does it, mm-hmm. if Guard does it, fill in your Big Ten coach. Um, Underwood does it. Who do you hate does it? You're apoplectic. Yes. Because it was it was like we'd never seen it. I wondered where it was going to go. I honestly yes. did. And then when Pfeiffer took a step forward. After Fran stepped at him after before. Fran, that's true. Fran stepped first. And then he waited a second, Pfeiffer did, and then, you know what, now it's my move. He thought about it and made his move. He took a step forward. And then, you're right, Tony Perkins comes guys to grab him by the side and pull him back and get him into the huddle. But it was just unheard of. Never seen it. 
It's a bad look. It's a bad look. Yes, it's a bad look. What are you going to do, Fran? Punch him? No, no, nobody. No, I didn't. I never thought that for one minute. Those intimidation things like that. What is the end game? You know you're not going to do anything. No, he's just trying to bully him. I think. Right. Just trying to bully him, get in his head. Just trying to... Um... And that's why I was fine with Pfeiffer taking well, see, a step the... forward, too. You're not going to intimidate me. I am still the mm-hmm. official. Mm-hmm. Do officials make it about themselves a little too much? Sure. I got something Friday night about that. On my I high saw game. that. Yeah, I saw your tweet. They ejected us, the whole student body. Ridiculous. But did we'll, they all leave? We'll get to it in a moment. Right. But what are you going to? What's the end game? And mm. that's the part that I don't like. And I was fine with Pfeiffer because after Fran took those two steps forward, and you know what he was trying to do in the intimidation, and Pfeiffer said no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to run you. I'm not going to allow that. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. You got something to say? Yep. I'm listening. Yep. But if you're just going to stand there and stare at me, I'll stare right back at you. Yep. If you're going to step to me, I'll step right up at you. Yep. And then Fran made the right choice <laughs> and ultimately walked away. Well, I got to see his team f- with the comeback <laughs> on the bench, not right. in the locker room. And that comeback doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. A, if he gets another technical and he's nope, one for absolutely the game. doesn't. You're 100% right. 100% right. These Fran technicals, though, they do work. They, you the look proof back. is in the pudding, Trent. You look back, and it's, it is a rarity that Fran gets a technical in a game, and it does not spark mm-hmm. the team. Well, go back to the Indiana game mm-hmm. that we mentioned a little bit earlier. Yep. There was one there. Really, the only one that hasn't worked is when he got ejected against what, Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the Where's few. Where's your daddy? <laughs> There's, that's one of the few that, that hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. It was a bad look for Fran. Yep. And I think Fran, he was asked afterwards, and he flippantly said, "What was was Barta asked afterwards? Because he was he was I uh, didn't see that hanging where he normally does oh, in a okay. little walkway there. I wonder if anybody asked him. He was asked after the game though about the stare down, and he said, oh, I, I don't know what, what stare down. What you talking? I don't about. know what you're talking about. Yeah. He kind of he had a little chuckle in his mm-hmm. voice when he said it. That's fine. Move on. But to say he wasn't embarrassed by it too. Yeah, he knew it was a bad. It wasn't look. a good look. No, and he understands that. Right. Right. And I don't think he's going to use that tactic again. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't. I hope not. No. I hope not. You can't. You can't play that one again. But it was an all timer, man. <laughs> yes, it was. I've never seen anything like it. Before we get to the high school game, let's do a quick minute on a floundering Iowa State mm. basketball team whose home season will uh, end tonight against West Virginia. Not a great matchup, wise. Uh, I don't know what it is, Trent, with with the team. We both thought that it was fatigue that it's taken a toll. But here's a bottom feeder, Oklahoma, and I say that knowing that they beat the number one team in the country by twenty eight or whatever it was, mm-hmm, yep. um, not too long ago. But they got it. Iowa State gets off to a good start, and then that's it. That was it. Koontz never made a basket the entire day. No. Didn't make a shot. Kalsher can't shoot anymore. Holmes can't shoot anymore. Kalsher actually had a good, pretty good day for him shooting wise. Caleb Grills giving him nothing. Nothing. Um, I don't know what it is. I've teams. When teams see a team for the second time, and we know that happens with everybody in this conference, at least this year, sadly it's going away, the home and home. Do teams figure them out? Might this team be better once they get out of the Big 12? We saw it last year. We did. Um, have they figured out how to beat T.J. Otzelberger coach teams? You know, who to shut down, who to let to get to try and I mean, leave Robert Jones alone. Even if he's standing by himself on the basket, there's a pretty good chance he's going to miss. He's <laughs> right. Pretty good chance. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and ironically, I like his game. I love what he does he's, on the he's on the rebound, the glass, right? Know, I, know your role. Yeah, know your role. Scoring's not his role. Yeah, he um, probably shouldn't be taking seven shots in a game. No, 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 that's for sure. What's happened to Trey King? Eight minutes in the game. I'm not saying they win the game if Trey King's in there, but it just seems like... Well, if Caleb Grill is limited as he is, don't you have to... I would think. You have to go that route. If this team is going to get back again, if mm-hmm. they're going to make another run in the tournament, 
make a run in Kansas City. If they're going to do those kind of things... And I think they're better off not make a run in Kansas City, but we'll save that till next week. Get a little bit of health mm-hmm. and, and get off their feet for a little bit. Because it's got a clear resemblance to last season, the way they're finishing. But doesn't Trey King have At to At least be... the regular season, then we saw what happened, yeah. obviously. Some part of it, though? Yes. I don't think they can get to the second weekend or get to a championship. He's got to contribute. Without him... Uh-huh. Being a piece, fifteen minutes a game. Not asking him to play thirty. Get eight points. Uh-huh. Hit a three. All right. Play some defense. Yep. Do the, yeah. Eight nine minutes. Is that what it was? Eight eight minutes. That, that's just not enough. Mm-hmm. That's not enough for that guy because of the offensive woes. He, he can get buckets. You need offensive players. Maybe he doesn't play defense in the style that TJ wants. Maybe, maybe. that's what it yeah, is. Maybe. I, I don't know exactly what it could be. But possibly you know what? That has it. to be part of it, right? Oh, that I'm has sure. to be part yeah. of it. Lipsy this summer. I mean, they got something there. Mm-hmm. Lipsy's a really nice player. He can beat spend, anybody off the bounce uh, without a doubt. Spend every second winning moment with a basketball and the net, and just shoot, shoot, shoot. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if this guy had a shot? That if teams feared him making a shot. That's a complete package right there because I'm with you, Trent. He's way better than I thought for a freshman in the Big 12 going through what he did. Not expected to be in the role that he's in mm-hmm. uh, and to have to be asked to take that role and to do so throughout the rigors of the Big 12. He's been remarkable. But, man, if he could only shoot. You know, I've heard a lot of comps to Monte Morris, freshman point guard, kind of thrust in. Now, Monte, he came off the bench that, bench that freshman year. Yeah, DeAndre Kane. He... You know what he shot his freshman year? I, I, I was shocked by this because I need to be a better shooter, three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't take a ton of them. He shot 41% from three. Mm. And then 39, and 35, and 37 throughout his final three years. So that's a guy that even was competent. Yeah, he wasn't a great shooter, if you will. He wasn't a knockdown shooter. But he was competent mm-hmm. from out there. That's not Lipsy. No, it, not yet. You can't make that comp between the two nope. as, as it pertains to shooting right. at this point in time. Different player, different circumstances, a lot more on the shoulders, obviously, right now, a team in Lipsy than what Monte Morris had to deal with his freshman year. But that comp, and I heard it a couple of times here over the last week or two, well, you know, Monte, he's struggling. Not at this level. No. Not at the level that we're seeing with Lipsy right now. And you're exactly right. If the work is done, because there is so much to his game. Oh. He, he's a plus defender. Yep. He can get to the rim. Mm-hmm. He's a smart One basketball of the player. He's got to tighten up the handles a little bit, and that's freshman playing as many minutes as he does. But you have something there. But ultimately, if he can't shoot, I mean, you don't want this to turn into a J.C. Holloway situation mm-hmm. where everybody's just playing mm-hmm. at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. You're on the offense up there. We're not going to guard you. Yeah. And how how debilitating that was for the, at times for the Iowa State offense. Well, the same thing ultimately can happen here. If you don't fix that shot, that's what's going to happen with Lipsy. We better take a break. I want to, don't want to keep uh, Coach DeVries on hold. He's scheduled to join us here at 11.30. Boy, tough one for them yesterday. Yeah. Huh? Tough one. Just got away in a hurry, too. It did. It was, seemed like it was Bradley's day. Hickman couldn't miss a shot. Every time he got an open look, he was making that damn thing. And mm-hmm. uh, just wasn't Drake's day. Tucker DeVries, um, he's way better shooter than that. Uh, wasn't his day yesterday. We'll take a timeout. Coach DeVries joins us next. Missouri Valley Conference Tournament's Thursday night, baby. Buckle up. March Madness is here. It's 11.25. Miller and Condon underway on a Monday. Coach Darren DeVries uh, will join us when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.5. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. In Minneapolis. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, Trent, we didn't get into the high school's piece from yeah. Friday night that you were referring to. So you're doing a game uh, on a Friday night. And, um, well, you know what Coach DeVries is calling in. So we'll put that on the table. We'll get back to that one coming up here uh, just before 11 once we let uh, Coach DeVries go. Um, but I saw that the whole student section, for crying out loud, was tossed. Uh, Trent, can you get him on the air, Mike? For whatever yes. reason, this is not working. Uh, head coach of Drake Men's Basketball, Darren DeVries. They start uh, the tournament. It's a, thir- a Friday night tip for Drake, 6 o'clock. Opponent to be determined, the winner of Murray State and Valpo. Coach uh, Trent Condon, my name's Ken Miller. Thanks for doing this, Coach. Uh, good to talk to you. Unfortunately, it didn't go your way yesterday, but uh, lots to play for, including potentially getting uh, one of those bursts should you cut down the nets uh, on uh, Sunday in St. Louis? How are you? Yeah, we're doing uh, doing fine. I'm sad a, a disappointing night last last night, uh, but I uh, uh, got to put that one behind us and get ready uh, uh, to go down to St. Louis and hopefully play well and, and uh, stay for the weekend. It'll be great. It's a wonderful tournament. I, I've always thought it was the unofficial start of March Madness, and hopefully a lot of folks will make their way down there. Speaking of a lot of folks. It was uh, good to see. There was a fair amount, more than a fair amount, more than normal, perhaps. Uh, Drake fans in the building that made their way to Peoria yesterday. Uh, you've got uh, the you've got the community's attention. It was good to see all the Drake fans. I'm assuming uh, in the building. Yeah, we had a great following. Uh, a lot of people made the trip over. Um, you know, and were uh, excited for the game. It was a, a great college basketball game, and, and uh, they had a great crowd as well. Obviously. Uh, uh, the Bradley fans there, but uh, love seeing all of the Drake fans that made the trip over and uh, you know came over to support us. Well, ultimately fell short of the goal of a regular season crown, but you got a chance to make up for it this week. With that, this uh, this squad this year, Roman Penn, the senior, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, a career coming to an end. What he has done here over the last month of the season, at times putting your guys' team on his back. Just what it means to have a senior point guard like that and how, how he's elevated his game seemingly to another level. Yeah, this last month he's been terrific. He's, uh, he's played really well at, at both ends of the floor. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's really the first time in his career uh, that he's been completely healthy. Uh, mm. He had broken his foot. Uh, he had surgery after the season. Then he broke his foot again the first day of school. Uh, this fall. So it took him a while once he came back around Thanksgiving time to kind of get back into shape and, and also to work through. He had, you know, a plate in his foot. So it, it just took him a while to find that back. And I'd say about mid January or so, it was, it really started to um, feel good and 100%. And now he's uh, playing at an uh, incredible level for us. You know, and uh, we've been politicking and we have, uh, we have Emmenecker, we have uh, Lehman, et cetera. We think he should get some consideration for player of the year in the Valley. I know that the big three uh, are, are, are out there and they've all had remarkable seasons, but Roman Penn, as good as he has been, seemingly flying under the radar a little bit. And this wouldn't be a lifetime achievement award should he win the Larry Bird trophy. Doesn't he deserve a look, coach? And I'm not sure he'll get it. 
Yeah, he definitely deserves a look, uh, especially uh, the, the like you said, the, the way he's played the last month has been been uh, at a really high level. So, um, you know, he's had a really good season for us, really great career for us, uh, for that matter, and uh, uh, certainly deserving of anything he gets. You guys have had injuries at the end of the season. You mentioned Roman. He dealt with things a couple of times in his career. You know, Hemp Hill a few years back, just on and on and on. It seems like at the end of the season, Norton, early in your tenure, he had that injury uh, right towards the end of the season. Does it feel like you guys maybe are as healthy as you've ever been making your way to Arch Madness? Yeah, I, I feel great about that because uh, we've had some terrible luck mm-hmm. uh, you know, with some key players uh, the last four years. So. Um, I, I may just practice in bubble wrap the next few days before <laughs> yes. our first game, um, just to make sure we get there. But, um, no, our guys feel good. We feel healthy. Um, you know, last night, uh, we certainly came up short, but I feel like we're playing our best basketball of the year. And, and, um, you know, hopefully we got that, that one clunker out of the way mm-hmm. and now we can go down and uh, start a, a new one game winning streak, I guess. Uh, you know, you you mentioned uh, uh, Penn playing as well as he has in the month of February. You know who seems to be, uh, likewise? Darnell Brody, to me, uh, has really been active uh, th- this last month. Uh, have you noticed an uptick in his game? Uh, and he didn't go through senior night, so I'm assuming he'll take advantage of that COVID year, and I wish they all would, and some already have, obviously. But Brody's game as of late, Coach. Yeah, he's been good. I think he's had a good year for us. Uh, as we've mentioned in the past, he, he really worked on, on trimming down his body this offseason. So he looks great. Uh, he's really running the floor well. Uh, he's given us uh, just a nice inside presence at both ends of the floor that uh, has been really good for us this year. You It took a long time to get this head coaching job at Drake. And in your fifth year, you're a 20-win winner, a game winner every single year. There, I'm sure, were moments that you were wondering, you know, is it going to happen? And I'm sure there were other opportunities, maybe at lower levels. What kept you kept you at Creighton as long as you did? And was it finding that right spot? And, and what made Drake, for you, the right spot to make the jump into head coaching? Yeah, I was at a great place in, in Omaha at, at Creighton University for, for 20 years. So mm-hmm. it was... Uh, it was one of those where uh, I didn't want to leave a, a, a place that uh, my family and I were really happy unless I, I found something that I felt like was just the right fit for us uh, as a family. And, and Drake was a place that, um, you know, being uh, from the state that uh, I felt like uh, was a great fit, great match uh, for both of us. Uh, uh, you know, a job that I felt was also very similar to um, Creighton and, and Omaha, you know, having Drake in Des Moines. Uh, I just saw, I thought there was a lot of um, upside to, to what we could possibly do here and, and, uh, and the people and the connections and in, in, in the surrounding area, um, again, was a great fit for, for, for me and our program. Uh, last year, also made it to the championship game. Uh, Loyola picked you off after you beat Loyola toward the end of the regular season last year. So being, I guess where I'm going, coaches, you know what it takes to do the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, to get there. That's a, that takes a toll clearly, uh, on anybody. Uh, what, will you do anything different this year? Did you learn anything about the back to back to back days? Um, as far as the keeping the team fatigue, uh, at a minimum, will you do anything different this year as opposed to last? year uh we won't do a lot different i think the biggest thing that we ran into both of the last two years when we got beat in the championship was last year we had our starting two guard dj wilkins uh at Torres acl the last regular season game and the year before we had roman penn and, and shake on hemphill uh we're both out with injuries so our depth was was um you know i think what caught up to us in both of those games on the 
Sunday, the second half of, of both those games, I felt like we just got a little fatigued. Um, but a lot of that was just we were a little shorthanded. So I think it's going to be important that our bench plays well, um, that if we can get to that Sunday game so that we can continue to keep guys rested. And, and um, But I do like our depth right now, and I think we got a nice rotation going. Um, you know, now we just got to stay healthy, one, and then, uh, you know, play well. As you get ready for the first game, your first go-through with the new-look Missouri Valley Conference. Now 12 teams in there, no more double plays against everybody, though still 20 conference games now uh, with the 12-team league. The additions, of course, uh, Belmont coming in this year, Murray State along with UIC. Your thoughts about this conference, the first go-through with it, and looking towards the future, how good this conference still can be and continue to build upon itself. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, the 20-game conference schedule was was incredibly challenging. It's uh, such a long grind, and you, when you get into league play, everybody knows each other so well, so every night it's just, mm-hmm. it's just hard. Uh, and uh, the, our league has always been, um, you know, so solid top to bottom. There's just, uh, there's not a lot of nights off where you, you're like, hey, we can chalk this one up if we just, you know, kind of show up and play. We don't have those. Uh, so it's, you got to bring your A game or you're going to get beat. And that's, um, that's what I've always loved about this league is how competitive it is. Everybody's so well coached. The players all, um, they, they all play well together. You get a lot of third, fourth, fifth year guys. You get some older teams, uh, in the Valley and, um, it makes for great basketball. I think it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. And it must be on the other hand, it must be a little bit frustrating. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I love the conference and it is a grind and, Yet you have to win the tournament to get that berth and if, because there's no – I mean, I guess Bradley could get there and get beat and maybe find a way. But, man, the regular season such a grind. I've always thought that that should be the automatic berth. Have you um, – do you think about that at all, Coach? I mean, obviously it's going to work out well this year. You go to St. Louis and you win. But, man, shouldn't there be some kind of bigger payoff for winning the conference? Because uh, it's such a grind. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I also think it's what, what everybody loves is those conference tournaments and why they're so magical. Um, but I agree. I, I wish those, those conference champions, those 18 uh, to 20 game conference seasons yeah. that uh, they should be pre rewarded a little bit. I know some leagues, I give a double buy to the team that wins it. So that gives them a better advantage, I guess, to, to get to that maybe final game. But mm-hmm. um, I also know St. Louis and, and the tournament uh, is an awesome tournament. It really fans. is love to go down there because it's everybody's chance the records are all zero and zero and uh, all you got to do is put a, a good weekend together and you can go uh, go dancing final thing for me and it's with your son coaching tucker here these last couple of years it's had a been a great experience what has surprised you the most what what has been the thing that maybe you weren't ready for coaching your son and doing it with a team this talented uh it's really gone pretty pretty well uh you know really all aspects I, i've really enjoyed it as a as a dad you you miss so much uh, when you're mm-hmm. a coach uh, as they're growing up you're you know miss tournaments you miss uh, you miss <laughs> a lot uh so now as you know getting to share this opportunity uh with him it feels like i'm getting a little bit back uh, you know where a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of parents send their kid off to college and you know you get the two-word answers on a phone call maybe right, yeah. uh, but it's uh uh, so that part's been just uh, just a blast, uh, you know, for me from that side of things, and and then um, you know get to see how hard he works too, because I don't always get to see that uh, on a daily basis as he was growing up, because you're gone so much. But now to see it uh, and be in the gym and see all the time he commits to to trying to be be good, and and um, that's that's been fun to watch as well. 
And this whole squad, I mean, you've been with them since the, since the jump, right? And uh, it's going to be difficult at one point for it's, it's going to be over. And these guys are all going to, a lot of them going to move on. I want to end it with one guy that uh, I've just enjoyed the heck out of his career. And that's, uh, and that's Garrett Sturtz, who's one of those, you know, Trent and I refer to him as not a will, not a skill guy per se. He's a will guy. And everybody needs one of those. He's just smarter than his opponents. I mean, here's a kid who set a rebounding record at Drake and he said, what, 6'2, 6'3. Between the years, he just, um, that gives him those, that extra height advantage, right? He knows where the ball's going. What a remarkable career for Sturtz, the way he started as a walk on to the way he's going to finish. Yeah, just an awesome story. And, um, you know, what, uh, what a unique player, you know, he just has this incredible knack for going and chasing down the ball. And, and that, um, uh, he just wills us to win sometimes. And it's, uh, it's been so fun to have him a part of our program and, and lots of things he's able to do and maximize everything he can out of that six, 370 pound body <laughs> of his. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive. No doubt about it. Coach, best of luck in St. Louis. Get her done. I'm sure there'll be an NIT net there for you. Should it not go well, but we know what the goal is and that's winning in St. Louis. Thank you, coach DeVries. Best of luck in St. Louis at the tournament. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Coach Darren DeVries, uh, Drake men's basketball coach as they head down. So they'll play at six o'clock on Friday, mm-hmm. five o'clock on Saturday and one o'clock on Sunday. You got them in the championship. Well, if, if, if they got it. Southern in all likelihood will be there Saturday in the semi. I think so, yes. Valpo and Murray State uh-huh. on the winner of that gets them. They get on Friday at at, uh, at six. And then the late semifinals. So it was just, just a bad shooting day. Just mm-hmm. one of those days that they just couldn't get anything to fall. Had looks. And a couple of runs. They came back they for the did. first one in the first yep. half. And okay, yep. maybe here they yep. go. And that 15 nothing run, what that's about 16 minute yeah. mark, something like that. And yeah. I think, did they get it back to single? If they did, it was briefly. Right. Yeah, I think they did, Trent. I think they did at one point. But just never yep. could get back. Couldn't over get the over hump. the hump. Yeah. Uh, one of those days, as Coach has said, uh, you know, get that bad one out of their system because now there is no tomorrow. They're, right. Well, I guess the NIT's out there. Aren't they, they're an NIT team if they don't win, aren't they? Uh, well, remember, every conference, if yeah. you win your win, regular season. Win and don't get there, yeah, right. So Bradley's in at right. this point in time. Yeah. It really it yeah, tightens true. up. That's a good point. If they are certainly not going to host. I mean, they're going to be probably a 6-7-8 seed and going on the road in the opening round. Here are the numbers to win the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. I, I cheated. I didn't cheat. I stumbled across it. All right. I was surprised. Your betting favorite? Drake Bulldogs. Plus 135 currently for mm-hmm. the Doggies. Are you looking at DraftKings? I am. Yeah, that's where I saw them too. Bradley plus 190. You got Indiana State at plus 550. Don't think I'd take a shot there. Belmont at 8-1. to one. They can score. They're just not good enough defensively, mm-hmm. I don't think. They they have some scores. SIU at fourteen to one, maybe a little intrigued by them. Uh, most state they're thirty to one. U and I seventy to one. Then you get into the long shots. Murray State two hundred to one. Valpo five hundred to one. <laughs> UIC eight hundred to one. Along with Illinois State. And if you want to put it down on the Purple Aces, you can get it a thousand to one. Jeez, got a hunch? Bet a bunch. Um, don't, don't do it with that. No, results. no, don't. They're brutal. Yeah, you have no shot. No shot. All right, I do want to get into this high school story from Friday night. Um, speaking of things, you, this was one of those weekends, right? Yes. Never seen before i'm you, i'm guessing you never seen an entire student section expelled from a building i haven't and there's been times where maybe it would have been warranted and mm-hmm. i wouldn't have had a problem with it 
I had a big problem with it on Friday night. So it's Waukee Northwest Substate Semifinals. They face off against Des Moines Lincoln. And Lincoln got out to a good start. And where's the game? It's at Waukee Northwest. Yep. Uh, the games that will be played tomorrow night, those will be neutral floor games. But up until uh, the championship round of Substate, they're played on the home gyms of the better seed. So Waukee Northwest is at home. Now there's probably, I don't know, 80, 100, maybe 125 kids over on the, uh, the underneath the basket for the Lincoln side. And there was some chirping. Nothing significant. I also have cans on. I got my headset on, yep, so yep. can't hear everything. But apparently there was one young man that was a little more demonstrative than others. And, said and a couple he of was things. a student where? From Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, gotcha. this, is, this is all Des Moines Lincoln. Gotcha. This was, it wasn't a back and forth thing. It wasn't, oh, there's going to be a fight between mm. the two. No, that's not what this was mm-hmm. at all. And this official, instead of ejecting the young man that said something, there were administrators over there. Would have been very easy for Lincoln. There were a couple of people there in Des Moines Lincoln garb that easily could have escorted the young man out of there. Instead of that, they told the young man to leave. The student section booed. Of course. <laughs> and then the official, very quickly, ejects them all. It was weak. It was incredible. So the 80 to 100 Lincoln students all got up at the same time and, and vacated the premises. And they all left. Now, a lot of them went, Waukee Northwest, their gym is built. We got the track up around it. Okay. And a lot of them just went up there and oh, were watching okay, the game. Yeah. But come on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't chanting and anything. It was, it was one guy that you, that you were and told. Maybe it was two or three. But mm-hmm. get rid of the bad apples. Right. To eject a whole student section, yeah. it was a terrible, terrible look. From the official. And it was one. I mean, it was one that made that. It wasn't the refs come together and said, no, let's just get rid of yeah. it. It was one guy heard something and ejected the whole student section for something one, two or three, maybe kids were saying. It was as bad of a look as I've mm. seen an official doing something. Have you, I don't want, if you know the official's name, I don't want to put it out no. there. We need officials. Yes, we do. <laughs> we're not trying yes, to we run do. this dude I know off. it's not an easy job. Right. And I know. There's times and you're in the heat of the game and you mm-hmm. just you've you've had enough. I completely get that, and that's why I'm not going to throw out his name or anything like that. But have you seen him before this? Oh, year? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I see him all the time. Yeah, pretty much feels like every Tuesday and Friday night. I, he does a good job. He's a good official too. That was a bad moment though for mm. him, and so we're not going to you know, spotlight one bad moment. What it was, think it was a miss. Now, could there be circumstances? I don't know. Could there be something? You know, a little more. I've heard it was something, you know, derogatory that was said, but you hear those things. I think officials have heard those kind of things before. If what I heard actually is played out in that fashion, just to eject a whole student section. Yeah. It's pretty weak. Same as a little over the top. Yeah. Uh, 10 before noon. Come back, finish up the hour. Hour number two, Nick Olson on Iowa State. Iowa State, West Virginia tonight is the home portion of the schedule. The curtain comes down on it. Uh, and then we'll talk to uh, Scott Dockerman, who if he hasn't left, I think we're getting him in the cars. He's headed over to Indianapolis oh, for nice. the combine. Those off-season boxes that I tell you about every year, mm-hmm. the first one is about to get checked. Combine in Indianapolis. And it's free agency. You. Well, it doesn't excite me. I'm just excited that I get to check a box as we work our way to August in training camp and uh, hard knocks. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. From town, Des Moines. Now, back to Middle and Condon on 106.3 KXNL. Here's Ken and Trent. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. So what, if anything, do we make of the first weekend of spring training games? 
two minutes 30, or two minutes, two hours 30, 224. I saw there was a game that had like 12 walks in it, a lot of pitching changes, as well, as it always is. And it was still like 256. That's not bad. That that got me excited. Mm -hmm. It's not the length of the game. It's the pace of play. Absolutely. Well, it's also the length for somebody with a couple young kids. Well, true. For you and your kids. I get it. Yeah, I get it. When you're stretching into three and a half, 345, it's just, it it takes a lot. It doesn't ultimately bother me, but yeah, quicken up the pace, get that action going. The pace of play, absolutely. Did you watch any, though? I watched, uh, I listened to some of the Cardinals with Chip Carey. Mm. Um was that the only one I watched? No, I watched I watched some Mets, some Mets from Port St. Lucie, just because mm-hmm. I love that ballpark in that area in Florida. Um, I loved covering spring training there. It's um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, yeah. I didn't notice anything. I saw a couple of you know crazy things at the end of walk off pitch clock violation. Yes, I saw that too. <laughs> that was kind of weird, <laughs> right? Um, but th- th- this is what spring training's for, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. got to get used to these rules. They got a month. And by the time that everybody comes north, they should hopefully have figured it out. Yeah, I'm still not ready to get into baseball mode yet, so it's going to take me a little yeah, bit I'm longer to get I there. Didn't, I, I wanted to listen to Chip Carey. If, if we mm-hmm. wouldn't have done a game, I probably wouldn't have gone looking for one. But that's about it. We'll yeah. get there. We'll yeah. hear the people that are into baseball a little bit deeper than we are at this mm-hmm. point in time, and we'll get the Matt Snyders of the world in here and talk about it a little bit more. On the surface, though, I was happy with it as it came in. Yeah, me too. And I think we're trending in a good direction for the game. Change is difficult, I get it, but um, I think it's necessary. If it grows the game, how can you complain, right? Uh, We're going to talk Iowa State to kick off the next hour, the final hour of the program. Then Iowa with Scott Docterman. Trent's plays of the day. That's coming up. Circus Sports sponsors those just before we get out of here at 1. It's Miller and Condon, hour 2 next on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.